0: Hello and welcome to the Evidence-Based Physiotherapy Podcast,
1: a podcast for physiotherapists and physiotherapy students to discuss all things related to research evidence and applying it to your practice. So
0: we're joined today by Steve and who are third year students of physiotherapy. Steve, can you just give us a bit of a, an overview of your experience on a physio degree so far?
2: Yeah, of course, can. Uh, it's been wonderful, uh, but very difficult, uh, challenging, uh, in in the best way possible. I think that's fair to say. Um, I've found it just so informative, everything kind of in my head, and I don't sometimes realise how much I've learned until somebody asks me about it, and I'm able to spurt out a bunch of stuff I didn't realise I knew before.
0: Has it always been wonderful, or is that just now looking after a summer off, looking back? <laughs> um
2: i think if you were to summarize it it would it would be wonderful but yeah of course there's been there's been moments throughout it where um it's been hard uh, i've wanted to tear my hair out occasionally um stress gets to you of course like deadline time um but i think like especially with placements they can be quite stressful but when you come out of the placement the the feeling is one of you know what I've really enjoyed that I've learned a lot from it even if it might be an area where you think I'm probably not going to go into that in the future I'm still really really glad that I've had the experience to do it even if it has been very difficult as well.
0: You you mean the clinical area that you've been on placement in? Yeah yeah. What about you
1: Um, I think it's just been a massive rollercoaster like from starting first year to getting to like end the second year approaching third year you don't realize how much you've learned until you sit back and look over your notes from first and second year and you actually think there's a lot that I've gained from this degree and then you go onto a placement environment and you put it all into practice and you kind of think oh yeah I have learned an incredible amount in what is a relatively short space of time and I think The COVID pandemic has just, it's been a different experience again because we were on placement during COVID. And I think seeing the progression of that while we were on placement were just such an experience. I'm sure it'll be invaluable as we go on throughout our careers. And if we get to, hopefully we'll never get to a pandemic of this level again. But if we do, we've got some amazing tools to adapt to it better next time. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, I think uh, it it sort of caught everyone unaware. So I think we'll have some prepared health professionals if if there ever is one again. So so it sounds like it wasn't as expected. Was that the case?
1: Pretty much. Yeah, I think from where I come into wanting to be a physio, I kind of knew what was expected. But I think the actual academic side of it and how much you needed to learn probably took me off guard a little bit more than what I was expecting it to. I thought I knew an awful lot. And then coming into the degree, you kind of sit back and you think, oh, my goodness, I know nothing. It <laughs> start it all and then it, it kind of gets better as you go along.
0: Yeah, I'd yeah. agree with that. Yeah. So which parts were more of a surprise then? So it sounds like you had a really good grasp about the profession. But which parts of the academic side of it did you most struggle with?
1: I think... Actually, being put on the spot and people saying, Right, you're going to be examined on this, we're going to do an exam, your exams are heavily practical. First year exams were incredibly daunting because you've got anything from lower limb anatomy in one term to upper limb in term two, and they can pick anything out of that, and you've got to be prepared to answer it. And I think it's such a broad thing to know and to have to learn and to be able to recall it, drop her a hat, that were really intimidating for me.
2: Yeah, I I think that I agree with that. And it's the kind of just the sheer volume of stuff to learn. I did um, BTEC Sport a few years ago and I thought I knew a bit about the body. And then I've turned up to university and I've been told I know nothing about the body. (laughs) (laughs) I had to learn it all from scratch. And and even some of the stuff that um, was right, you know, the detail that then we had to learn that in and then be able to apply that in. And then kind of coming into some placements, um, specifically for me, a a sport placement, to then have to apply that kind of anatomy knowledge that Sean was just talking about. Mm. For them to say, okay, what's in that area? What does it do? What's the nerve? All that kind of thing. In a real situation,
0: Mm -hmm. very daunting. So for the new graduates starting, what advice do you wish that people had given you before you started?
1: you get out of this degree what you put in. If you put an amount of effort in that you can look back on in three years' time and your degree and you think, I'm so proud that I put that level in, you're going to get such a good experience out of your degree. If you don't put a lot of effort in, you're probably going to really, really struggle through this degree. It's a degree that you've got to put so much hard work into to get to get to your end goal of, obviously, being a physio. Yeah.
2: And I think if you can find ways to help yourself to do that to put that effort in um like having a having a good bunch of mates that you can study with that you can meet up with socially distance at the moment obviously <laughs> um that you can like you can talk through stuff with and um if it's appropriate to kind of practice stuff with that then makes that whole thing a little bit easier because you're sharing that with other people and the stuff that you remember well, somebody else might not be, remember so well and vice versa. Um, and I think I was very lucky that I'd picked up two two mates who've remained with me through the entirety of it to this point and without that, I would have definitely struggled a lot more.
0: Yeah, so networks are really important.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I think from the lecturer's perspective, yeah, I, I completely agree. You, you sort of can see the people that that you know will will do well because they are one interested, but also they're there within a group that supports each other as opposed to spends time sort of doing their own thing. So, um, in terms of the years, then, what what would you say has been the most sort of challenging time that you've had so far?
1: I would say first exams of first years, so That was so stressful. Because we had anatomy and we had a physiology exam. And I think because it's your first exam, you don't know what to expect. You're going into something that you've probably never experienced in a practical exam. You're talking to people who are experts in the field. And I think that was just so, so daunting for me personally. And so stressful. And stress that I felt going into them exams were just a different level.
0: So how did you manage to overcome that and get through your assessments?
1: Uh, I had a fantastic support system like you get a c- close group of friends that you can kind of express how you feel to, and you know you're not going to get judged you know that they're going to have you back regardless of that what you say one thing I will hold my hand up and say is I started revising way too late <laughs> um so start revising early is a top point as soon as you start getting your stuff get your notes in order get flashcards whatever you think that you can get into get ready get it ready um and yeah i think it was just my sheer determination to get it to get it done and my group of friends that got me through it
2: i think um my most stressful part was actually in, in second year i think um i find that i'm quite all right in some ways with exams uh, it's assignments that i am less less good with and the thing that nobody really tells you is that life still happens while you're at uni and while you've got to revise and write assignments and all that kind of things. Um, And so I think my my most stressful point, I think I was on placement with an assignment to write with a bunch of stuff kind of going on at home. And I think for me that was was the hardest part because it's it's a juggling act then because you don't want to let any of the balls drop. And it's important that you don't let any of the balls drop but finding a way to, to kind of work that and not burn yourself out at the same time I was I was very lucky that my wife was very helpful in that and in helping me not to burn out and and say look you do need to take a minute or yeah you know, maybe you've taken a few too many minutes
0: or whatever
2: it might be so yeah
0: so did it take that external person to actually notice it within you and sort of almost urging you to to stop and take it
2: Yeah, definitely. I think I'm the kind of person that is not very good at noticing how I am feeling, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, And my external behaviours show how I'm feeling often, but I'm not always aware of that uh, in the way that uh, my brain works. And so, yeah, whether it be uh, my wife or or my mates at uni or, or whoever it might be, just somebody saying to me, Steve, you all right? You're looking a bit... A bit frustrated today, a bit, you know, whatever. That's, that's very helpful to me. And it kind of makes me go, oh, actually, I am feeling a bit overwhelmed or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that, that's very helpful to me. What about you, Sean?
1: I think it's probably a little bit different for me. So my external people are very much like, oh, you're fine. You've got it. You're fine. And they're like continuously, why are you working so hard? You know your stuff. And then I, but that makes me melt down more. So I think I lean on my group of friends probably more so than i lean on my family because my family are very much you've got it you're fine whereas sometimes i need somebody to be like okay i understand that you're not fine i understand that you're feeling a bit stressed but you do know it and i think i just need we re- like pulling back a little bit from my meltdown sometimes right. and steve, steve is wonderful at pulling me back down to earth a little bit
0: well it's <laughs> well it, it's It sounds like you've got someone there that's really supportive and and helps to know you better. So in terms of the actual physiotherapy topics themselves, were there any that you found particularly
1: challenging? In first year, anatomy absolutely boggled my brain. And the exam aspect really, really were a stress point for me. Um, And then in second year, probably clinical skills which were like a therapy, that sort right. of thing, having to like retain all that and then apply it to an exam, that were quite difficult because we learned it at the beginning of the year and we didn't have our exam till end of the uh, till end of the year. So I think it was quite, it was just a lot to try yeah. and remember, retain and then be able to talk about it well in an exam. Mm. Mm.
0: I think that's it's pretty um, something that a lot of people will feel. It's that sheer volume of anatomy and particularly physiology as well. It's it's two things that every student will need to develop their reasoning in in the long term. But um, it's just volume of stuff to learn in the first place. Um, yeah, you, you mentioned before a little bit about learning styles and about how um, you understand the way that we're, that you learn. Did you did you know that beforehand, or is that something that you developed over time? I think, for me, it's something that is a bit of both, to be honest. Um, People
2: had been trying to tell me about learning styles for quite a while. Mm -hmm. Um, I came to the degree uh, a little bit later. Um, I'm 27, so it's been a while since I was in college first time round. And so I'd kind of forgotten my learning style, to some extent. Um, And I think, to be honest, for me, it was a lot of trial and error. you know one lecture i'd go in with paper notes um trying to catch up as much as i could from what the lecturer was saying but i realized all i was actually doing was writing down what was on the slides and that wasn't very helpful Uh, then i brought my laptop in um and tried to make notes that weren't on the slides but then i realized i was never reading my notes because they were on my laptop right Um, and so i I think for me it was an ongoing process of, of working out what worked for me and and part of it was realizing that it's all right to not have the same learning styles as everybody else
0: Mm
2: -hmm. um for me my notes are messy um they are barely coherent sometimes uh but they they function for me now when my mates look at my notes they don't function for them at all right Um, sean can attest to that (laughs) yeah um but A lot of my mates, they do beautiful, coloured, kind of well-organised notes, you know, different coloured post-it notes around the pages. I'm lost, totally lost with that in some senses. And so just for me, I've learned over time that that's not my way of doing it and that a scribble will do.
0: It sounds like you've both got a really good insight into how you learn best and I think that's a really good point for new students to take on board that take some time to learn this and it will really help you to get into good habits early. From a research perspective then how has your sort of knowledge and understanding of research developed over the two years that you've done so far?
1: It's gone from for me personally it's gone from absolutely non-existent like I had no awareness or knowledge about research um and probably how it impacted physio um until probably a little bit in first year but more so through second year because I think in second year it's being applied to what we do a lot more than it was in first year, first year or more. This is a general overview of research, of the ethics this is what you need to start looking at. And then second year kind of stepped it up and started applying it and making us think about how it impacted our practice a little bit. Uh But I still think I've got a lot of need to develop my own understanding to help into third year, especially Mm -hmm. Um, and dissertation writing and all that sort of stuff that goes along with that. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Yeah. I think starting in first year, um, To be honest, I don't think I really realised how much research would be involved um, in the course. Um, And I think part of that's because when I was looking um, at the different courses and and universities around me and whatever, um, it wasn't up in my priority list, to be honest. And I didn't know that it should have been uh, in many ways. Um, And so for me, it was a bit of a reality check, a bit of a shock. to come in and have um, an entire chunk of stuff that was this this thing that I'd not even considered. Yeah. Um, and as Sean said, it's kind of gone from that kind of very low level to knowing a little bit more about it. But even having just finished second year and about to enter into my third year, I still don't feel I have got a grasp on that so much. Right. Um, and that's partly, I think, due to just my own preconceived ideas that you know other areas are are more important and i think it's only recently that i've come to realize that those other areas probably wouldn't be there if it wasn't for somebody else's research so yeah i think it's, it's certainly
0: changed a lot was there one particular moment or do you think it's something that's developed gradually over time i think it's developed over time um partly
2: through um placements as well so talking to uh, qualified physios, experienced clinicians, some areas more than others, I think, um, who will say, um, what do you think to this technique that we're doing? Um, and my my answer is usually based on an opinion that I've concocted in my head on the spot. Mm-hmm. Um, and their response to me has sometimes been, well, what about, what does the evidence say? Mm, right. And I've kind of realised that I've not really considered the evidence very much. Um, yeah. for certain things yeah. um, e- e- either for the positive or the negative for, for that I think and I think that's helped me to start realising that I should probably be caring a bit more about it than
0: than I do so so it's going higher up on your agenda I think as as you're later on the course is that right or
1: yeah yeah so.
0: so should we be waiting until later on in the course to introduce research or should we be introducing it even earlier what are your thoughts on that I think it should be
2: mentioned before the course even starts.
1: Yeah, I agree.
2: Because there's a lot of talk about the kind of the core areas of physiotherapy.
1: Mm.
2: Uh, and I totally understand that because, you know, that is the degree. Um, and those are the areas that we'll be working in, um, whether that be on placement or in clinical practice once we've graduated and qualified. Mm. Um, but I, I do think if I had more of an awareness of um not only what what research is but that I'd actually be studying it to some degree and would have to actually I mean it it forms a huge part of a third year but also second year um then I think I would have just paid more attention to it
0: there's a common view I think particularly in first year that I'm here to learn my anatomy and physiology I want to be a clinician I don't want to be a researcher so I don't want to learn research what would you say to students about that now?
1: I think research underpins everything that we do and it does come more into fruition as your degree progresses. Um, I think it's more important than probably a lot of us realised through first and for myself a little bit second year. So pay attention because it gets a lot okay. more important further on you go. Um, and then when you start writing assignments, dissertations, it all comes into it a lot more. And the, the earlier you get an understanding, the better you're going to be and the better off your studies are going to be.
2: Yeah, and I think that there's some people, and I've heard people say this, that what's the point in looking at research when research disagrees? And I think that, as Sean said, research underpins everything we do. And regardless of which side of research you end up on, it's very difficult to have any standpoint at all if you haven't looked at it.
0: Good point.
2: So obviously there's there's some areas of physio that are more debated within the physio and the research community mm. and the only way you can have a standpoint is by looking at both sides and making an informed clinical decision for yourself yeah um so i think when you think of it like that and you think you know i might disagree with what this person's saying but why do i disagree with it is yeah. it because i just don't like it or is it because i've actually looked into it and that's my informed decision
0: no it's, it's a really good way of looking at it it's I I don't think physiotherapy has been kind to itself, I think, particularly in the last few years. There are many sort of sections of physiotherapy and they tend to be quite vocal against each other. I don't know if you've seen any of this on on Twitter, you know. A good example of this being the exercise uh, therapists versus the manual therapists and I'm not saying that one camp is is more right than another but I think it's a really good indication that whilst it's good to be evidence-based it's also really important to be able to pick up that research and have your own critical eye. So the sports physio wrote a blog last year which pointed out quite rightly that Evidence can be misused. And I think whilst there is a study that that supports pretty much anything that that you want it to, um, you can easily find evidence that refutes everything that you want it to. And really, as autonomous clinicians, it's down to us to, to be able to provide clinical reasoning. Because in the end, if we ever get questioned about our practice, they will be talking about what was the reasoning process behind that. And that's where having your own skills of picking up research and appraising it and not relying on on an external person to do that is absolutely essential. Uh, I do think there's a there's an element to which when we look at Twitter, Twitter is an unbelievable
2: resource in so many ways. Um and so are the other social medias but i think for specifically for, for for zero at the moment um and i think if we only use that stuff that we see on twitter then we're only as educated as the person whose tweets we're reading whereas if we are able to look into those things ourselves yeah. and see and take both sides from it not just one but both sides then we ourselves are able to educate ourselves more
0: but that's what i think completely agree it's it's yeah. about it's about giving people the tools to be able to question the evidence for themselves. It's.
1: I think Steve's covered it wonderfully, to be honest. I think <laughs> Twitter is one of them places that's so supportive for newly qualified physios, physio students. But as students, I think we need to form our own opinion and not mm. just follow one physio that says manual therapies, going out of fashion, mm. read about it yourself and make come to your own conclusion. It's not what we're about, is it? If we're autonomous practitioners... We need to have his own autonomy and know why we're applying something.
0: I think just to be clear, we're not having the debate here on whether it's exercise therapy or manual therapy that's more effective. It's more about being able to justify what you are doing based upon what you have read and also what your clinical reasoning is saying, which is most important. So do you think research should be taught in any other way then to um, to try and make it more accessible?
1: I kind of don't know how else it could be taught because I think there is a lot of it that needs to be probably sit down and listen and listen to the theory behind it mm. um for me personally my learning style I'm not a very sit down and be still for a long amount of time sort of person so mm. I think going to a research lecture for me has always been quite difficult because you are sat for a period of time yeah. and you listen to somebody talk and throughout most of them lectures I've sat and thought this is going straight over my head I do not know what to do
2: I think if there's if there's anything that could be done, I wonder if it's just that there's more focused on how this sit and talking actually will apply to us in the future mm-hmm. yeah um you know so actually looking at and I'm not suggesting that we sit down and, and look at loads of studies, although that might be that might be an option if' it's, mm-hmm. um a helpful way of doing it, but I wonder if there's just a sometimes there's a disconnect right. um between the stuff that we are learning and trying to take in, yeah. uh, in a lecture that, again, from a perception point of view, seems slightly separate to everything else. Yeah. Um, and that which will then be expected to be put into practice when we are qualified.
0: Yeah, exactly. So seeing that connection between theory and practice may actually help to, to put a research into its own light and, and make it seem a little bit more uh, useful to the everyday student. And I think also it's very useful to, to see that, you know, research is going on uh, in most places and that it's not beyond the availability of most students. And so take part in research and get involved. And that's actually where you're up and doing things. And, and it gets quite exciting. You know, obviously, we've, we've talked a little bit about research itself and about using research. So thinking about the sources of information that you had over the two years that you've been on the course so far, how has that changed?
1: think it's gone from first year was quite textbook based so you were using your anatomy textbooks um a couple of physiology textbooks for your base knowledge um and for the two assignments we wrote the work we weren't really looking at journals very much I know that was a feedback that I got I didn't look at enough journals in my first year um, assignments but now in through second year a lot of our learning a lot of our assignment writing especially has been really really biased Look, looking at journals and trying to decipher your way through journals and articles and things like that has been quite tough for me personally
0: what's been most difficult about it
1: i think understanding all the terminology um within the journals and the articles and being able to decipher what everything means i think it's quite confusing when you're looking to critique an article to underpin money like an assignment and you don't understand some content yourself it just makes it 10 times harder than what it it could be
2: yeah I think it's part of the journey as well between um in a first year being taught everything and as you then progress through the degree and obviously into into practice further down the line teaching yourself yeah Um. so instead of it being that you you read a workbook that tells you what it is you need to know yeah, You then end up kind of reading things where you have to glean the little bits of information right. that, that are sometimes well hidden uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> to, to give you the information that you need from that from that thing. And I think that's part of the process mm-hmm. uh, of becoming a bit more autonomous as you go through it.
0: And that's quite a key difference between the first and, and last years. So in terms of things like journals, often we forget what it's like. To be faced with a journal the first time around. Have you got any sort of advice to people who will be starting their degrees and maybe picking up a journal for the first time in the next few months? Don't just read the abstract. (laughs) (laughs) It's It's so easy, so
2: often at a time, because a lot of journals, you'll search for journals on whatever search engine it might be. And let's be honest, none of us are going to pay any money out to get any of them. Mm -hmm. So, we look at it and we think oh that heading looks perfect and we have a look at that and then all you've got is three lines of an abstract or something and right. you think oh, I'll just I'll nab that little bit and there's just no context at all to the rest of the the journal I may or may not have done that a few times
0: <laughs> I think we'll anonymize this completely and, uh, <laughs> there's nothing taken forward I've had my grades done it's all fine the um, I, I think it's I, I think we often talk about journals and journal articles and, and just assume that people know and, and quite hard to convey what a journal article is. Maybe that's something we'll uh, touch on at another time.
2: I think search engines is a big one as well, because yeah. there's so many different search engines and Google Scholar is not the greatest one. Yeah. Um, and because everybody knows Google, yeah. I, I think that's probably the go to in some ways. Uh, yeah. Well, it was, was for me anyway yeah Um, and there's plenty of other ones out there and actually i've found them out through various different resources whether that be my friends saying have you tried this search engine i have found some good stuff on there search for what you're looking for on there and you might find something a bit better
0: yeah we'll, we'll touch on databases and how to search for evidence but um generic search engine will give you generic information use specific terms specific engines and you'll get specific results back so um we will touch on that another time. In terms of a summary then, so we've got people starting their new degree in in a a few weeks' time. What are your pearls of wisdom for them to help them get through? Yeah, I think um, you'll be
2: excited, you'll be terrified, and that's the way you'll stay for the next three years. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Seriously, it's it's good to be a little bit nervous um, because it's hard work. But I think the more prepared you are beforehand, The better off you'll be, the sooner you can get um, one or two decent mates who can help you out, the better off you'll be.
1: I think as well, from my point of view, don't forget that you're at uni and it is meant to be an enjoyable time in your life. So don't get absolutely bogged down with wanting to be a perfect student because is there such a thing? Do they exist? (laughs) I'd say just enjoy it and work hard and you'll have a blast of the next three years.
0: So don't underestimate it. Put your head down, but enjoy yourself at the same time. Absolutely. So that's the end of this episode. I hope you've enjoyed a little bit of an insight from students into what to expect within your first year from a, an evidence and a research perspective. Thank you for listening.
1: If you have any questions, thoughts or comments on today's episode, then you can email us on the evidence-based physio at gmail.com. Alternatively, you can find us on social media at Twitter or Instagram at the ebp podcast
2: please let us know what you think of the episodes and also leave questions or subjects you'd like to cover in the future thank you for listening